My talk today is called A Good Crop, seemed to be appropriate. And I'd just like to um, read something to you from Scripture because it's important that it doesn't just come from me. And it's from Matthew 21, if we could have it up on the board, Matt. Matthew 21, I'm starting at verse 33. Listen to another parable. This was a land, there was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. He rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. He then sent other servants to them more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied, and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this. It is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will not be taken away from you and given to the people who will produce its fruit. Anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone in, on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parable, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people held that he, Jesus, was a prophet. Now perhaps today we should just reflect personally on this moving story. Just sit and let it apply to ourselves. However, today, as Martin Luther once said, that sometimes you have to squeeze a biblical passage until it leaks the gospel. Squeeze the passage until it leaks the gospel, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. So did Jesus just hear this story and pass it on, or did he create it to make some points? No, its shape and essence is so much in Isaiah. Song of the Vineyard, it's called. Let's look at it. Isaiah 5, the Song of the Vineyard. I will sing for the one I love, a song about his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones, and he planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and my people of Judea, judge between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I look for good grapes, why did it yield any bad? Now I will tell you what I'm going to do with my vineyard. I will take away its hedge 
and it will be destroyed. I will break down its wall, it will be trampled. I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated. The briars and the thorns will grow there. I command the clouds not to rain on it. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel and the people of Judah are the vines he delighted in. And he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed, for righteousness, but he heard cries of distress. He looked for justice, but saw bloodshed, for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. Isn't that Syria? Isn't that so many other places on our news? So you see, Isaiah written thousands of years before, hundreds of years before Jesus' story, the shape and essence was there, rooted in the Old Testament, but the New Testament produces the fruit of that through Jesus' words. Let's look at some interesting points to get the full harvest message this morning. The cornerstone spoken here is, of course, is Jesus. The stone that was rejected was the most important. A cornerstone joins two walls. Perhaps the link between the Jews and the Gentiles in the union of the church. The Jews first with Jesus, the Gentiles. We are part of the Gentiles. The story was against the religious rulers who had not looked after the harvest of the kingdom of God. And instead of sharing the good news, they made it difficult for people to follow God. They made it difficult by religious rules for people to understand about God, his love, his nature, and eventually his son. And that happens today, doesn't it? People can't see Jesus because of the religious blur. Can you see that this reading is right for harvest because it's the time when we can say thank you to God for all he has given to us. Sometimes we're not very good at doing that. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we're ungrateful. We forget our gift of life. The blessings we receive through the crops, the food, the whole harvest. Notice in the story how the owner offers an olive branch to the invading farmers, those tenants who took over. He sends his son. The father sends his son. As God did with Jesus. The father thought his son would be received and obeyed. That they would honor him. Instead, the invading farmers hate the son. They conspire to murder him. But can you see the invading farmers, those tenants' stupidity? How could they think by murdering the son that the father would then give them the vineyard? Can you explain that to me? Because I cannot see it from the story. Wouldn't the father just take it back? and find somebody else, why would he give it to the murdering tenants? Stupidity. And they act, don't they, as if the owner is dead, and by killing the son who would inherit, they, they would get it. They acted as if the owner was dead. And today, so many act as if the owner God is dead. The same self-serving worship of self as the Pharisees and Sadducees did. So the invading farmers are fatally flawed. May we not make the same mistake 
as one day, one day, we all have to give an account before Jesus of how we looked after his world and the gifts that he has given us. Jesus has set us in the fields to serve him, to sow, to sow the good news, to sow the good news and produce lasting fruit. If we only plough to enrich ourselves, then we will be acting like the invading farmers or tenants in this story. We need to be servants who deserve to collect the fruit that rightfully belongs to Jesus and to the kingdom of God. That is the good crop, the good crop, the subject of my talk. This harvest time and every harvest time. Have you ploughed, sown and gathered fruit since last harvest a year ago? Have you squeezed until you leak the good news of Jesus to others? That's the real good crop, isn't it? The carpenter Jesus seeks joiners, not spectators. As Isaiah 5, verse 4 says. Can we have that up there again, Matt? Sorry to drop it on you, but Isaiah 5, verse 4 says this in my conclusion. What more could I have done for my vineyard than I have done for it? What more could have been done for my vineyard than I have done for it? Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this harvest. But we know, Father, that you're looking for a harvest of people who will know you, who will join you at the harvest lunch in heaven at the end of their lives. As indeed Des is there now, Lord, rejoicing with you because he knew you, he obeyed you, and now you have taken him to that place. May for each one of us here, as we move into the new harvest season, the fresh year, may we reflect on your word, Lord, and not make the mistakes of the foolish tenants. May we look to really what matters. Our body perishes, our thoughts and minds pass, but our spirit, our spirit lives on after this life with you in heaven. If we know you, Jesus, if we know the good news, if we know the gospel message of a father who loves each one of us, who sends his son to die for everything that we have done wrong so that we may be pure and blameless before you, God, so that you can look at us through Jesus and see us like that and in that perfection you then take us at the end of our life to paradise to that royal garden to be with you forever may this be true of each one of us here in this fresh harvest year in Jesus name Amen